Welcome to the Pangea for Daily. We bring you data-driven insights into global trade events and a review of our recent research. I'm Chris Rogers, Pangeva's trade analyst, and here's what's on for May the 26th. The Chinese government's proposed route map for increased imports from the US offers the best opportunities in semiconductors and LNG, our analysis shows. Also, US legal changes may force carriers to make a choice, and we analyse Americans' imports of spirits. Let's get started with trade policy. The Chinese government has produced a 117-page document as part of the two countries' 100-day programme to improve trade with the US. From a technical perspective, this addresses US concerns about the trade deficit, flagging a belief that the US overstates the deficit. Our analysis, and we did read the full document, shows the US assessment of its deficit is on average 38% higher than China's. The document also identifies eight product areas where Chinese imports could increase, but none, aside from steel, where exports might be cut. Our data shows that the US currently accounts for 11% of the nearly $500 billion of imports that China's referring to. The biggest potential gains, in terms of sectors that are growing and are underpenetrated by the US, are in LNG and semiconductors. The main area of risk, though, for the US is in aerospace. Over in the US, the Commerce Department will continue with investigations into exports of steel toolboxes and chests from China and Vietnam, with a decision on duties due by September the 18th. The case is unusual in being focused on consumer goods rather than raw materials. It may fit, though, with a desire expressed by Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross to extend the Section 232 review of the steel industry to include downstream products. That extension, though may focus more on immediate derivatives like flanges and fittings rather than manufactured products. Our data shows that the toolbox case was likely unexpected by shippers. Imports of the products covered increased nearly 80% in the first quarter on a year earlier and may have risen another third in April. Moving on to logistics, but staying in the political arena, the US Congressional Maritime Subcommittee has proposed changes to the law that may preclude shippers from being part of both an alliance and a rate-setting agreement. One such conflict may involve the Trans-Pacific Stabilisation Agreement, or TSA, which sets guidelines for rates across the Pacific Rim. The largest members of all three shipping alliances are also signatories to the TSA. Carriers would need to choose between alliance-driven route optimization and TSA-driven rate stability, at least on US-bound routes, if the law has changed. Our analysis shows that rates on the TSA routes have smaller average weekly moves than all routes globally, at 0.2% versus 0.5% on China-linked routes. The volatility in those changes is actually higher, however, suggesting that the the stabilisation agreement has only been partially successful. Also in logistics, it's worth keeping an eye on fuel costs. OPEC's decision to restrict oil production until March 2018 disappointed traders who had expected even bigger restrictions. As a result, the oil price fell by 5%. Now that may not cut shipping companies' fuel costs. Bunker fuel has actually risen by more than 90% since April 2016, whereas crude oil has risen by just around 30%. Similarly, Bunker fuel is 17% higher now than it was at the end of the first quarter, while oil is down by 10%. There will be an impact on US imports of oil, though. 
The Saudi energy minister, Khalid Al-Fatir, has said that shipments will be cut markedly. That follows Saudi exports to the US in March that increased by more than 90% on a year earlier, to their highest since June 2012, our data shows. Changing tack now to economics, the US goods deficit increased to $68 billion from $57 billion a year earlier in April. That was the sixth straight increase and was 5% larger than economists had expected. Import growth of 9% outstripped the expansion in exports and was a result of higher seaborne shipments and prices only being partly offset by lower trade via other modes. Oil and consumer goods imports growth were the major deficit drivers, our data shows. On the export side, only food saw a growth in exports that was faster than that in imports. The gap between import and export expansion was widest in autos, which is a result of weak sales in that sector. The expansion in the deficit seen in April will probably provide extra impetus for more trade protectionism from the Trump administration in the coming weeks and months. On a similar topic, but with different outcomes, Mexico achieved a trade surplus of over $600 million in April, compared to a $2 billion deficit a year earlier, and economists' expectations of a $1.5 billion deficit. Now, Unfortunately, that was due to a marked drop in imports, which indicates a weaker economy. The imports fell 5% on a year earlier on a broad basis. Our analysis of the top 500 import lines shows that electronics, including PC peripherals and power distribution equipment, saw the most marked reductions. Export growth, meanwhile, was just 4%, the slowest rate of growth since October. That included a 3% rise in non-oil exports to the US. Now, when comparing that to the 12% expansion seen a month earlier, that may be good news from a political perspective as the US starts its NAFTA consultations. Finally, we've published the third in a series of studies into what trade data can tell us about American drinking habits. This one focuses on spirits, and here's a brief summary. Americans' drinking habits are changing. US imports of spirits grew by 3% in the 12 months to March 31st, lagging the 6% rise in beer, but beating the modest increase of 2% seen in wine. Within the different types of spirits, vodka has lost out, with its market share of imports in the past year falling to 21% from 31% three years ago. And that likely means that shippers like Absolute lost out to brandy makers including Remy Cointreau. Imports of tequila have climbed by 5% in the past year and set a new record in March. However, Mexican exporters, including Jose Cuervo, actually saw their global exports drop by 14% on a year earlier, in the three months to April 30th. Overall, though, the US runs a deficit in spirits due to a steady decline in exports of whiskey. American brandy exports, meanwhile, have been a success, rising 16%, without the help of significant trade policy changes. Finally, there'll be no podcast on Monday because of the Whitson, Memorial Day and Dragon Boat holidays. Normal service will resume on Tuesday. If you want to learn more about our research, head over to pangeva.com. In the meantime, have a great weekend and a restful holiday, and thanks for listening.